Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at Fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. We could try to explain what it's like to get your work done on a John Deere mower, compact tractor, or Gator XUV. But to really understand the feeling, you just have to get in the seat. Learn more at JohnDeere.com slash get in the seat or visit a dealer near you. Figuring out how much you should save for retirement can seem a bit daunting. It can almost seem more like an art than a science, especially if you're unclear about critical planning variables. That's why having a benchmark for the amount to save by age can be helpful. This show will cover typical sources for retirement income, how much you'll need, and what savings goals you might set by age. Whether you're just getting started or you've been investing for decades, keep listening to ensure your retirement is on track. Hey, everyone, and thanks for joining me this week. My name is Laura Adams, and I want to welcome you, especially if you're a new listener. I'm a personal finance expert and author who's been hosting the Money Girl podcast since 2008. I'm an author, as I mentioned, and my most recent title is called Money Smart Solopreneur, a personal finance system for freelancers, entrepreneurs, and side hustlers. It was a number one Amazon new release. And I'd really encourage you to take a look at this book if you're starting a business or thinking about it or just wanting to grow your business and have more income this year. And that's one of the topics that we cover here on the show. My mission is to help you get the knowledge and motivation to prioritize your finances, build wealth, and have more security and less stress. So every episode is like a little mini training. It's designed to help you take your financial life or even your business life to the next level. So if that's what you're looking for, please subscribe to the show and participate in the community. And if you're already a longtime listener, thank you for being here. I love to get your money questions. So if you've got a thought, a show topic, just something you want to say, you can leave a message message 24-7 at our voicemail line. That number is 302-364-0308. And you're always free to email me using my contact page at lauradadams.com. Well, as you probably know, having a secure retirement means that you can passively generate enough income to preserve your desired lifestyle, your standard of living, without having to go out and earn it, you know, without having to have a job or a business to pull in that income. Now, if you do have a job or income, that's okay. But, you know, ideally in retirement, the the goal is to generate enough income that you would not have to have a job or any business income. After you retire, your spending will probably be similar to your current costs for things like food, housing, clothes, and entertainment. But some retirees do choose to downsize. Maybe you want a less expensive home, just a more simple lifestyle. Maybe you want to cut expenses like transportation. And, you know, you're going to have a lot of expenses related to working, perhaps like commuting, 
Uh, and again, those transportation costs, maybe even wardrobe, things that you won't have to spend on in retirement. And of course, once you hit retirement, you won't be saving for retirement anymore. But some of your future costs will increase. These could include healthcare, hobbies, and travel. So a typical retirement goal is to create income equal to some percentage of your pre-retirement income. For example, you may feel like you could live on 70% or 80% of your pre-retirement income. For instance, if you earn $100,000 per year on average in the years leading up to retirement, you might need a minimum of $70,000 to enjoy a, you know, a similar lifestyle or the desired lifestyle that you want in retirement. But let's say you do not intend to reduce your standard of living, or maybe you expect higher expenses in the future. You might plan for more than 100% of your pre-retirement income. So it's all about comparing what you're spending now to what you believe you're going to be spending down the road. And once you've got a handle on how your retirement spending could stack up to your current budget, then you can quickly determine how much you need to save. And I'll explain more about how to do that in a moment. But first, I want to talk about the role of Social Security retirement benefits. This is a significant factor in how much you need to save for retirement because you're likely, you know, going to get those benefits. So you need to factor that in. And if you're not familiar with Social Security, it's a mandatory U.S. federal program that provides financial assistance to qualifying citizens who could be retired disabled, or even survive a relative who received benefits. You're eligible for Social Security retirement after you work for at least 40 quarters or 10 years. And the program gets funded from payroll and self-employment taxes that, you know, you're paying in throughout your career. However, be aware that many state and local government workers, like teachers, police officers, and firefighters, do not pay into the Social Security program. They usually get a pension from their employer instead of receiving Social Security retirement benefits. So how much retirement income you receive is based on the average of your highest 35 years of earnings. And if you worked fewer years than 35, those missing years get counted as zero income, which does bring down your average. And if you worked more than 35 years, only your highest earning years get considered. The program taxes your earnings up to an annual threshold, and that amount has increased over time. For 2023, the Social Security tax for employees is 6.2% of earnings up to $160,200. That amount is called the wage base. So if you make more than that, the amount over that does not get subject to Social Security tax. Now, in addition to the amount that you pay in, that 6.2%, your employer pays an additional 6.2% on your behalf. That adds up to a total amount of 12.4% Social Security tax. Now, if you're self-employed, you pay both sides of that. So you're going to pay 12.4% into the Social Security system by paying the self-employment tax. And again, that just goes up to the wage threshold that I mentioned, the 160200 And remember that any earnings that don't have Social Security or Medicare taxes withheld or business income that you don't pay self-employment taxes on 
will not get factored into your future benefits. So don't think that you're doing something smart by not claiming income because you're really just hurting yourself in the long run because you're going to get fewer benefits. So how do you factor Social Security retirement income into your retirement plans? Well, the benefit that you receive varies widely depending on the age you choose to begin taking those benefits. Everyone has a full retirement age or FRA when you can first claim full or unreduced benefits. Now, if you were born between 1937 and 1959, your FRA is 66. But if you were born in 1960 or later, your FRA is 67. However, no matter when you were born, you can elect to take early retirement benefits starting at age 62. If you retire before your FRA, your benefits will always be permanently reduced. And when you delay benefits past your FRA, they increase 8% annually up to age 70. So if you're in good health and you can continue working past your FRA, or you know maybe you've got other income sources, waiting to claim retirement benefits is an easy way to boost your monthly income for the rest of your life. Now, that's not the right choice for everyone. If you're not in great health, or you know your spouse is not in great health, you have other factors to consider. So I would encourage you to get some guidance on that. But according to the Social Security Administration, if you turn 62 in 2023 and you begin early retirement, your benefit would be about 30% lower than if you started at your FRA of 67. And if you're wondering what the maximum retirement benefit could be, it was about $4,500 a month in 2022. So that would be for high earners. So there are many factors to consider when deciding when to start retirement benefits, like your income sources, your life expectancy, and your spouse's situation. So again, you always want to get personalized advice from a financial advisor for help making that decision. And since how much you'll receive in Social Security benefits is a huge factor and how much you should save for retirement, I recommend that you check in with where you are. You know, you want to track and even verify your Social Security information. If you have not already set up your online account, you want to visit ssa.gov. That's the Social Security Administration website. When you're there, you can sign up for an account check your earnings history, make sure everything looks correct, and you can see your estimated future retirement income benefits based on where you are now. Now, of course, that is going to change as you earn more in the future and, you know, as additional years of income get added to your history. But um, it's a really good idea to regularly review your reported earnings for any errors since those mistakes in your Social Security history could keep you from getting all the benefits that you're entitled to. And if you're worried that Social Security just won't even be around by the time you retire, I want to, you know, put your mind at ease because it's not likely to happen. Yes, the reserve fund is drawing down. It is getting depleted. However, policy changes like increasing the wage base or increasing the payroll and the self-employment tax can easily raise the revenue we need to keep the program healthy. So it's just a matter of, um, you know, Congress having the will to do it. And I'm pretty sure they're not going to let Social Security recipients suffer. 
NetCredit is here to say yes, because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. This episode is brought to you by AARP. Ten years from today, Lisa Schneider will trade in her office job to become the leader of a pack of dogs. As the owner of her own dog rescue, that is. A second act made possible by the reskilling courses Lisa's taking now with AARP to help make sure her income lives as long as she does. And she can finally run with the big dogs. And the small dogs, who just think they're big dogs. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. All right, so before I cover exactly how much savings you need by age, let's review eight factors that play huge roles and how much money you're going to need. Number one is your retirement age. This is so critical because the earlier you decide to retire, the earlier you need income, the more you've got to save. Most people do use the age they'll start receiving Social Security as a default, so that's 66 or 67. But if you accumulate a large nest egg, you can retire earlier or you can choose just to retire later and keep working. It's you know very much up to you. The second factor is your existing savings. So this plays a big role in how big your nest egg will be and, you know, how much more you need to save. And of course, the sooner you begin saving, the more compounding interest works in your favor to grow your balance. The third factor is your average pre-retirement investment return. This determines how quickly your investments can grow. For example, investing $200 a month for 40 years at a 3% return would grow to just $185,000. But if you got an 8% return, you'd have $700,000. So that's where the return on your investment comes into play. This is why investing for growth is so important, especially when you're young. Number four is your post-retirement investment return. This is also critical because you need to get a return from a portion of your nest egg, you know, while keeping it safe in low-risk investments once you're retired, but you're going to keep a portion of it invested so that it can continue growing for you. So, you know, depending on how aggressive you want to be or don't want to be, is going to play a big role in how much that nest egg can grow. And of course, you don't have to invest it at all. You could literally just put it in the bank if you wanted. Um, But in most cases, most retirees do need to keep some of their nest egg growing. The fifth factor is your social security, as we've talked about or any other income that you may be receiving, like a pension. This is critical for accurate retirement planning. In general, Social Security could replace 30%, maybe 25 to 30% of your pre-retirement income if you're a typical worker. The sixth factor is 
inflation. We all know about inflation. It's been a big issue lately. This causes prices to rise, making your retirement income less valuable in the future. So it's good to know that Social Security retirement benefits do get adjusted for inflation as the cost of living increases. However, they could lag significantly. The seventh factor is your withdrawal rate. So how much money you take out of your nest egg each year. Many people believe they can live on less than their pre-retirement income. As I mentioned, that 70%, 80% goal is pretty typical. However, if you dream of lavish trips, you want to live in an expensive area, or maybe you're going to require costly medical care, you may need more income in retirement than you do today. And the eighth factor is your longevity. If we all knew when we would die, we could plan exactly to the penny how much retirement income and and savings that we need. But it's the biggest unknown when it comes to planning for retirement. And if you're relatively healthy at full retirement, statistics show you're going to live well into your 80s. And if you have a good family health history and you take care of yourself, you're probably going to need retirement income well into your 90s. So considering all that, how much do you need to retire? Well, most people need to accumulate at least 10 times their average annual income to generate enough retirement income. For instance, if you earn $100,000, having at least a million dollars is a really wise goal. Now, that would be, you know, in addition to the Social Security income that you're going to have on top of that. However, if you have a large pension, you may not need as much savings for a comfortable retirement. And to grow your savings as quickly as possible, I always recommend that you want to regularly invest at least 10 to 15% of your gross income in a tax-advantaged account. That could be your 401k at work, or it could be a plan for the self-employed, like a SEP IRA, which is the account I use, or a solo 401k. And while using these retirement accounts and just regularly putting in the same amount each month might sound really boring, It's actually the best way to accumulate a healthy nest egg. Boring is good when it comes to investing. And if you're a young investor with decades to go before retirement, I want you to consider purchasing mostly stock funds, not stocks, individual stocks, but stock funds that offer high returns over the long term. Yes, they're more volatile, but you have time to ride out that volatility. And as you approach retirement, if you're somebody already in your 60s, you want to protect your account from potential losses by owning fewer stock funds and more income-producing investments, such as bonds. As I mentioned, you still need a portion of your portfolio in stock funds to generate growth. You just don't need as much. All right, I'm going to go through some retirement planning calculation examples for you so you can see how I'm getting to some numbers. So let's say you earn $75,000 and you want to retire at age 67 with 80% of your pre-retirement income. That comes out to $60,000 a year. So you can probably count on getting about $20,000 a year from Social Security, and the remaining $40,000 would have to come from your nest egg, from your savings, assuming you don't have any employer pension to calculate in that. 
we're going to assume that after you retire, you earn a conservative 5% annual return on your nest egg, and you're going to live to the ripe old age of 97. So you're going to have a 30-year retirement. So with those assumptions, how much would you need to save? Well, here are several examples to help you figure it out. Example number one is you can divide your desired annual retirement income by your earnings rate to know how much you must save. So here's the math. If your income in retirement is 40,000, remember that's just the portion you need. The social security, we're not gonna factor in because that's gonna be taken care of by the government. So the $40,000 divided by 0.05, which is your conservative annual return that we talked about, that comes out to needing $800,000. And that calculation shows how much you'd need to start retirement, which your nest egg you know, would need to be on day one. And this is just a general guideline. So between your investment income and Social Security retirement, you'd have $60,000 to spend. All right, so the second example is that you can multiply your income by 10, that would give you 80% of your pre-retirement income. So here's the math. You're making $75,000, multiply times 10, that's $750,000. And that's pretty close to the previous example where we came up with $800,000. And the third example, let's say that you decide you want 100% of your pre-retirement income in retirement. So you're saying, I want to spend the same amount that I'm spending today. In that case, you would multiply your income by 14 or 15 for 100% of your pre-retirement income. So the math would be 75,000 times 14. That would give you just over a million dollars or go a little higher, take 75,000 and multiply it by 15 would give you a little over 1.1 million. So these calculations give you some idea of just rough guidelines to figure out what is that total nest egg I'm gonna need on the day I decide to retire? And while there are many, many unknowns, these basic calculations are just meant to give you a target. So just a, a you know a, a big savings number to shoot for. Plus, you might have other assets in your retirement plan, like a paid-for home. You could have income from a part-time job or business if you're still working. And like I mentioned, you might have a pension. All of those things might reduce how much you actually need to save to hit your desired income in retirement. All right, so let's talk about how to break it down by age. So one way to make sure your retirement planning is on track is to have age-based goals. And I'm going to go through a few here from age 30 to your retirement age. So one common goal is by age 30 to save the equivalent of your annual income or your annual salary. So if you're making $100,000 at age 30, your goal would be to have $100,000 saved for retirement. By 40 years old, you would want two times your yearly income saved. By age 50, four times your yearly income saved. By age 60, you want to have eight times your income saved. And by 66 or 67, which might be your full retirement age, your goal should be to have at least 10 times 
your yearly income. And as I mentioned, if you want 100% of your pre-retirement income or even more, you're gonna need more than that 10 times. You might need 15% or higher to make sure that you have enough. Again, this is a very rough guideline and you may need more or less each decade before retirement based on your unique goals, like having expensive travel and retirement or even relocating to an inexpensive country where you may, may be able to live on a lot less. Plus, you may have pension income or high medical expenses to factor into your retirement plan. So it's very personal. And also, as I mentioned about inflation, you cannot ignore what inflation may do to your retirement income. An amount like a million dollars that seems high today will not have the same purchasing power in the future. And if you're not on pace to have what you need Don't freak out. Don't worry. It's just time to start stepping it up. You got to increase your savings rate. For instance, if you're getting close to retirement, but you haven't saved at least 80% of your goal, I want you to plan on working and investing for as long as possible. And if you're just behind by your age, if you're 30 or 40 and you're saying, wow, I don't have that annual savings or double my annual salary saved, again, don't freak out. It's just time to really step up your game. See how you can cut back in areas of your of your life, your costs, so that you can devote more of your income toward your retirement savings. And also remember that you can make additional catch-up contributions to retirement accounts after age 50. For 2023, most workplace plans allow workers over 50 to contribute an additional $7,500 for a total of $30,000 a year. And if your employer matches your contributions, you can exceed that annual limit. And if you're not sure if you're saving enough for retirement or you're just worried about getting a late start or being behind, get help from a certified financial planner or CFP. They can really help you set the right financial goals, choose the best accounts and the best investments, and achieve realistic retirement goals. I hope this has been helpful. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, here's to living a richer life. Money Girl is a quick and dirty tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Steve Rickyberg with editing by Adam Cecil. Our advertising operations specialist is Morgan Christensen. Our digital operations specialist is Holly Hutchins. And our marketing and publicity associate is Davina Tomlin. Selling smoothies is what I do, but for small business insurance, I chose my State Farm agent. He's a small business owner, too, so he knew how to help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.